a look at the federal tax fraud trial of 11th Ward Alderman Patrick Daly Thompson, the grandson and nephew of Chicago's two longest-serving mayors. Thompson is charged with filing false federal income tax returns and lying to federal regulators about the amount of money he owed a bank in Bridgeport. He's the first sitting alderman to face trial in more than two decades and the first member of the Daly political dynasty to go on trial. Joining us now with the latest is Chicago Sun-Times reporter John Seidel. Hi, John. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. So a sitting alderman is on trial for federal tax crimes. But let's take a few steps back, John. What can you tell us about Patrick Daly Thompson and his rise to power here in Chicago? Sure. So uh, it's been about a uh, decade in the making. He actually uh, began his political career I believe it was in 2011 that he started running for the Water Reclamation District of uh, Greater Chicago that deals with uh, sewage in the area. Um, He started small and then um, in 2015 ran to uh, represent the 11th Ward on the city council, and uh, I believe he's on his second term there. So he's been moving up in the last 10 years, all along with the you know, uh, questions about whether or not he had uh, aspirations to be mayor somewhere on the horizon. I I don't think he's ever actually said as much, but there have been a lot of comparisons to his uh, to his uncle and to his his grandfather. Um, Some have said he's he uh, uh, resembles his grandfather a bit. And of course, he uh, lives in the same bungalow in Bridgeport, where his grandfather uh, raised his family. So this has certainly been a politician in Chicago that whose uh, rise people have uh, had their eye on. Let's shift gears to our, our topic today. The alderman was indicted last April on federal tax charges. What's he accused of doing? So this is uh, this all kind of deals with uh, the alderman's uh, personal financial affairs, not with his office. In fact, a lot of this occurred before he ran for city council. So, so at issue is uh, a loan and a few other payments that he received from this bank in Bridgeport, Washington Federal Bank for Savings. He got a total of two hundred nineteen thousand dollars from that bank in 2011, uh, 2013, and 2014. There are are two types of charges here, as you've kind of laid out. The first thing is that listeners should know that the bank failed in 2017. The FDIC took over Thompson's loan Mm -hmm. and uh, went to him to try and get him to pay the money back. Uh, The first set of charges alleged that he lied to uh, people representing the FDIC in February and March of 2018 about how much he actually owed the bank. The second set of charges is about his tax returns from for the years 2013 through 2017. And the charges alleged that he uh, improperly claimed mortgage interest deductions on those tax returns in connection with the loan from Washington Federal, because another key fact here is that he never paid interest on those loans and, in fact, only made one repayment on, on that money. And that bank that loaned Thompson money was shut down by federal regulators in 2017. Its president was also found dead that same month. What's going on there, John, and how's that tied to Thompson's case? Sure. So there's a, there, you're right. There's a lot of intrigue there. Let me start by saying that, uh, well, well, there have been several um, federal criminal charges filed in connection with uh, Washington Federal Bank for Savings. I should point out that Thompson is not one of them, though his case uh, kind of springs from that investigation. He's not charged with what was going on at the bank. And what the feds say was going on at the bank was a basically a years-long embezzlement scheme uh, in which the, the bank president, who, as you said, uh, was found dead in December 2017, mm-hmm. he and others were essentially like just kind of siphoning money out of the bank, according to federal prosecutors, 
uh, to use on <laughs> various things, on properties uh, and on boats. So that is an ongoing uh, prosecution. And, um, you know, I, <laughs> you're right, that's a whole separate topic that we're watching unravel. So much happening there. A lot happening there. Some of that will probably come out at Thompson's trial, but I think uh, his, his defense attorneys are also uh, they're, they're trying to keep as little about that as possible uh, from coming into the trial. So a federal investigation has now led to criminal charges against 15 people. That includes Thompson. But the alderman says that he's innocent and that he's going to prove it at trial. Right. Um, so it's, it's pretty remarkable that he's already on trial less than a year after his indictment compared to uh, some of the other uh, cases we've seen against sitting aldermen. The key issue here is going to be his knowledge and intent by Thompson, right? So his, his defense attorney insists, let's talk about the, the alleged lie to, to the FDIC in February and March 2018. His, uh, his attorney is, is arguing that Thompson simply forgot about those, those second, the, the second and third payment that he got from Washington Federal and that uh, when the FDIC and the people working for them showed him the records, he acknowledged it, and then he worked to uh, settle that debt and actually paid it, I believe, in December of 2018. And as far as the tax returns go, that's also another mistake, according to Thompson's defense attorneys. Uh, This bank was apparently sending Thompson tax forms that they shouldn't have been sending him because he wasn't paying interest. But nevertheless, he received them, and his defense attorney says he just dropped them in an envelope gave him to his accountant, who then prepared tax returns, and he didn't really pay attention to what was in those tax returns. The defense attorneys say that, uh, that Thompson, they're, they're, part of their argument is that Thompson is actually just very disorganized and doesn't pay very close attention to uh, his personal financial affairs. Nevertheless, they say he didn't realize he was taking that deduction. He amended his tax returns later, and he paid the money that he should have paid in the tax. Mm. Well, jury selection kicked off yesterday. Where do things stand right now? Uh, opening statements are, are happening today in the trial, and uh, that's probably going to be followed by uh, several potential witnesses, including one person who was charged in that bank fraud scheme who has pleaded guilty and is going to testify about Thompson. I, I believe uh, uh, one of Thompson's uh, accountants, uh, actually his key accountant, uh, will probably be taking the stand today as well. Is it difficult to find impartial jurors, John, in such a high-profile case? You know, it's a good question. I don't think they had as much trouble yesterday as people might expect. You know, we had a full day of jury selection yesterday. That's not unusual for a trial over here at the Dirksen building. Um, they, they did use written questionnaires last week to weed out some people who apparently gave some problematic responses to questions about Thompson's job as an alderman and his family, including his grandfather and his uncle. Uh, a little bit of that came up yesterday as well. With, where there was actually one juror who did, potential juror who did not make it onto the panel, who said he was proud of the dailies and, and is a fan of the dailies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they did have to weed through all of that. But, you know, like I said, a day of, of jury selection here is, is not that unusual. So they made it through. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and we are talking about the federal tax fraud case against Alderman Patrick Daly Thompson. Our guest is Chicago Sun-Times reporter John Seidel. Coming up in five minutes, we check in with a UIC professor for the latest on her research on gaps in children's dental care. Stay tuned for that. John, tell us more about the alderman's defense strategy here. Well, I mean, it's it's certainly going to be something that the jurors are going to have to consider, whether or not they believe that Thompson, you know, frankly, forgot about 
basically half of this $219,000 that he received uh, from the bank. He's, you know, Thompson is also a, uh, a lawyer. He's an alderman. They're going to have to believe that he's really this disorganized and doesn't pay that much attention to, to his affairs, which, by the way, will probably be problematic for Thompson later on after the trial, depending on how things uh, play out. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just going to be interesting to see if the defense can really convince them that he was just really wasn't paying that much attention. Could Thompson testify at any point? He could. Um, I, I don't think we've really seen or heard any indication one way or another. Uh, okay. That could come up at opening statements. But, uh, you know, that that's certainly a possibility that he could take yeah. Thinking about his political career here, could he lose his seat on the city council if he's found guilty? I, I think potentially he could. I, I think uh, state law speaks to that a little bit. But, uh, you know, my, my experience is, has been to wait and <laughs> see how things play out. But but certainly, I mean, we were talking earlier in the interview about the potential mayoral ambitions for, for Alderman Thompson. It's kind of always been in the background with him. Uh, I, I don't think it really is anymore. I, it, you know, we have to depend. You know, we got to take a beat and, and wait until we see how this trial plays out. But I, I certainly think this has, if nothing else, uh, damaged his, his political ambitions and, and where he might go from here. Is jail time on the table? Uh, certainly, over here. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure his defense attorneys will argue if he is convicted that this was, you know, he's a first-time offender. The the tax loss here, it's, it's a relatively small amount that I think we're dealing with, like $15,000. Not a lot for federal court. Mm-hmm. But, you know, still, I, you know, and, and I'd also point out, while this, you know, this is not a traditional public corruption trial, um, we have seen from federal prosecutors here uh, a kind of a push to judges to impose more severe penalties for, for corrupt politicians. Uh, that's in the more pub- traditional public corruption cases, saying that, you know, the prison penalties that we've seen in the past haven't worked. So certainly I, I think the threat of that is on the table, but we'll, we'll see how that trial plays out. What about Mayor Lightfoot? What does she have to say about all this? You know, I don't think the mayor has actually had much to say about Alderman Thompson, interestingly enough, I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of harsh rhetoric back in 2019 with the indictment of uh, Alderman Thompson's colleague, Alderman Burke, who uh, faces his own racketeering indictment over here. Uh, I, I don't think we've heard as much about Alderman Thompson and uh, or uh, I should point out that uh, Alderman Kerry Austin is also uh, facing federal charges here. So a lot of a lot of Mayor Lightfoot's rhetoric has been directed at Burke. Mm. Well, John, Patrick Daly Thompson is as we said, the only alderman on trial right now. But he's not the only alderman in legal hot water. You're also covering Alderman Ed Burke's corruption case. So what should people know about Burke? Well, <laughs> there's, there's a lot probably that they know about Burke. As far as, as today goes, you're right. I mean, not only are there uh, opening statements and the first witnesses in Alderman Thompson's trial, but there's a key pretrial hearing happening in Alderman Burke's case today, you know, he's been under indictment for almost three years. There's no trial date on the books for him. But, but uh, they need to get through this, uh, this hearing today where the judge is going to hear arguments about mountains of pretrial motions that have been filed in the case. He needs to hear those arguments so he can make rulings and so that case can get moved along. along. So hopefully, even though it's been a long road, we mm-hmm. may be at a, at a key point in Alden Burke's case here. Could he end up before a jury as well? He could. We'll see. But, uh, you know, I'd point out that, uh, you know, one of the reasons it's uh, been so long since uh, a sitting alderman has been on trial is not because 
no Chicago aldermen have, have been charged in the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's because a lot of them uh, wind up pleading guilty and avoiding trial. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself. We'll see what happens with Burke, but um, certainly trial is one path we could be going down with him, too. Running theme in these two cases, wait and see, right? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly right. John Seidel, federal courts reporter at the Chicago Sun-Times. Thank you, John. Thank you. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.